from Ruth chapter 1, um, verse 6 to 22, and that's on page 267 in the Church Bibles. So Ruth chapter 1, starting at verse 6. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness, as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud, and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to give you any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this, they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them, and the women exclaimed, can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from Moab, accompanied by Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. Thanks very much, Martha. Uh, let's pray as we come to reflect on that bit of God's word. Father, thank you that every bit of your word is given to us uh, so that we might be encouraged and have hope. And we pray uh, uh, that that would be the outcome uh, uh, of our time together tonight, that you would be glorified and that we would be built up, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good evening, everyone, and uh, good as well to be back in this little book of Ruth. Uh, we started looking at it a couple of weeks ago, really just at the introduction to this story, uh, but tonight we're going to get into the body of it. And as we look at this together, here's a question uh, for us to bring to this passage. How to respond when tragedy strikes? How should we respond when tragedy strikes us, either us ourselves or someone near to us? A relationship longed for that doesn't work out, and instead, loneliness. 
a letter arrives saying your pension fund no longer exists, and suddenly retirement looks very different. The death of a family member, a parent, a spouse, a child, could be something like that in your life. Uh, something ongoing, uh, something else, maybe something, uh, a nightmare that you fear happening. How to respond when tragedy strikes? I ask that because the background to the story Martha just read is deep tragedy. Naomi's left Bethlehem from Moab in order to survive famine, but in Moab, Naomi's whole family dies. Naomi's husband and two sons. Utter tragedy for Naomi. That's the backdrop. But here we see what happens next. And it in no way erases the real pain of what's happened. But when you ask, how should we respond to tragedy? This book helps us see what God is doing when tragedy strikes. Ruth shows us how God makes tragedy into the backdrop for beautiful displays of kindness. When tragedy hits, this little book says, don't despair. God makes tragedy into the backdrop for beautiful displays of kindness. Kindness that ripples out in amazing ways. And that brings us to Ruth. So far, the spotlight's been on Naomi, but tonight we meet the woman that the book's named after, Ruth. And when the spotlight comes to rest on her, what's highlighted about Ruth is her crazy kindness. So let's pick up the story there on page 267. When Naomi gets word, the famine in Bethlehem is over. Not by chance, mind, it's the Lord who has come to aid of his people and provided food for them, verse 6. Well, there's nothing left for Naomi in Moab. Uh, she's probably an old woman by now. So Naomi packs up what she has and heads home. Her and the young Moabite women who've been married to her sons, Ruth and Orpah, they head towards Bethlehem. But somewhere on the journey, Naomi stops, and she turns to her daughters-in-law, and wanting the best for them, she tells them, verse 8, leave me, stay in Moab. I pray that in the Lord's kindness, you'll have a good life here, new husbands, a secure family, you can have a good life if you stay here. But Ruth and Orpah, they love Naomi. The thought of leaving her, it makes them cry. So for a second time, Naomi tries to persuade them, you can have a good life in Moab, but stick with me and you're throwing everything away. Verse 11, why on earth would you come with me? Here's what you'd be signing up for. I'm an old widow with no hope for the future, and if you stick with me, that's what you'll be too. Uh, easy, by the way, to get hung up on all this stuff about husbands and sons, in Naomi's words. But in that context, you just needed men to provide for you. That's how it was. No man meant hunger, poverty, destitution. Being a childless widow, no husband, no sons, that was as bad as it gets. And Naomi saying, Ruth and Orpah, it's too late for me. There are no men in my future 
There could be in yours, you're still young, but not if you stick with me, because I'm a sinking ship, and if you're attached to me, I'm just going to take you down with me. Go, please. You've done enough. Think of your future. See, Ruth and Orpah are basically having to choose between having a life in Moab and throwing their lives away with Naomi. I put that way, it's clear which choice is a sensible option, isn't it? Which makes more sense. Why would you come with me, Naomi says. And so when Orpah tearfully leaves Naomi, you can't really judge her, can you? She's just doing the sensible thing. I don't think we're meant to criticize Orpah, but I think we are meant to compare her with Ruth. How Orpah does the sensible, reasonable thing. And by comparison, Ruth just goes so far above and beyond what you'd expect. Whereas Orpah leaves, Ruth clings. That word, clung, in verse 14, that's a strong word, like how husband and wife cling together as one flesh. And for the third time, Naomi commands Ruth to leave her, but Ruth refuses. And she knows what she's getting herself into, leaving her home and her family, going to a foreign land where she may well be rejected, uh, pretty much saying no to any chance of marriage and security for her future. She's not doing this to get a great life for herself. But it's like Naomi says to Naomi, it's like Ruth says to Naomi, you're not getting rid of me. I'm going to be with you in this. Whatever the cost, I'm going to be with you in this. Verse 16, it's just beautiful, isn't it? Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. Now, some couples use Ruth's words as a, as a wedding vow, but Ruth's commitment to Naomi, actually, it's more radical than marriage, because marriage is till death us do part. Ruth says, not even death will separate you and me. Life and death, I'll be with you. And did you notice, Naomi doesn't thank Ruth, but Ruth doesn't scold her. She's not doing this for the thanks. She's doing it for Naomi, not for herself, appreciated or not. Isn't that beautiful? Tragedy made into the backdrop for crazy kindness. And if you ask, what's behind Ruth's kindness? What, what drives kindness like this? Well, for Ruth, it's a change of loyalties. Look at verse 15. Naomi says, look, Ruth, Orpah's going back to her people and her gods. But verse 16, what does Ruth say? Your people will be my people, and your God, my God. Complete change of loyalties. Ruth is turning her back on Moab and Moab's gods and commits herself to the Lord and the Lord's people. In New Testament language, Ruth is saying, I'm a Christian. My old loyalties are dead. 
Now I belong to Christ and his people, to Jesus and his church. And if we ask how much Ruth understood about the Lord at this point, it's hard to know. Probably there's loads she didn't understand yet. But her love says a lot. See, the Lord, the God of the Bible, is marked by covenant love, love that promises wherever you go, whatever you go through, I'll be with you in it, in life and in death, whatever the cost. Love that won't let go, love that keeps going even when it's not appreciated. It's the love Naomi calls the Lord's kindness in verse 8. It's love most fully shown by the Lord Jesus dying for his people, God's covenant love. And the fruit of belonging to the Lord is that what marks him begins to mark us, his costly, faithful, cross-shaped love flows into us so we start to love like him. That's what drives Ruth's crazy kindness when tragedy hits. It's the Lord's love coming through her. Two things this shows us. First, just because you're from Moab doesn't mean you have to act like a Moabite. You know, Moabites like Ruth had a long history of evil, a history of hating the Lord and hating God's people. If you're from Moab, it's basically unthinkable that you'll ever be part of God's people. But Ruth shows you can be from Moab and not act like a Moabite. Here's a Moabite who loves an Israelite and who models the covenant love of the Lord. A Moabite who ends up not only joining Israel, but God makes her part of Israel's royal family, an ancestor of Jesus, and puts a book in the Bible named after her. To update that, someone can have a background that makes it unthinkable they'd ever be a Christian. You might think church is the last community you'd ever belong to. Everything screams that Jesus is the last thing a person like you would build your life around. And the book of Ruth, of Ruth says, you can belong to the Lord and to his people. It'll take a change of loyalties for sure, but you can be included. You don't have to be defined by coming from Moab. That's the first thing this shows us. You can be from Moab and not act like a Moabite. Here's the second. Tragedy is an opportunity to show crazy kindness. In other words, when someone's life falls apart like Naomi's did, that's an opportunity for us to show the love of the Lord. When I see someone in deep need, I need to ask myself like Ruth, what above and beyond kindness can I show that will reflect the Lord's covenant love? There might be all sorts of ways we could do that. What strikes me about Ruth's example is saying to someone, I'll be with you in this. Whatever happens, I'll be with you. In marriage, husband and wife sticking with each other, not just in riches and in health, but in poverty and in sickness too. We don't have to be married though. Here we've got Ruth, a single woman, saying, I'll be with you, Naomi, in no way romantically, to another single woman. What could that look like, married or not? Could be 
taking someone in when they fall on hard times as energy prices rise and employers make cuts. Could be arranging with a friend to call them every day and see how they're doing, blocking it out in the diary because you know they're going through a hard time. Could be having a bereaved person around for dinner every week, going on holiday with them, making them a part of the family. Whatever it is, this book reassures us it won't be wasted. Ruth's kindness, it looked like she was throwing her life away. But under God, it's like she threw a stone into a lake and her kindness rippled out to have impacts she never would have dreamed of. When life feels aimless and out of control, often we just can't fix things. But that's God's job. Our job is to show kindness. And who knows how the Lord will, what the Lord will bring from the stones that we throw. Well, that's Ruth's crazy kindness. But of course, the chapter doesn't finish there. Ruth and Naomi travel on. Eventually, they get to Bethlehem, and the spotlight shifts away from Ruth to Naomi, who is marked by bitter despair. Um, if you've read the book Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan, you'll know that he pictures despair as a giant, giant despair, who throws people into his prison, locks them up, tells them there's no hope they'll ever get out. You're stuck here forever. We may well be able to imagine the thought, my life has not, has not gone according to plan so much, I just don't think there can be any good in my future. Christianly, thinking, God is against me. God has turned against me. Well, that's Naomi's experience. She arrives in Bethlehem, and the women barely recognize her after what she's been through. Can this be Naomi? they say. Can this be Naomi, the woman whose name means sweetness? And Naomi, she lets it all out. Verse 20. Don't call me sweetness, she told them. Call me bitterness, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. Don't call me Naomi, she says, because there's no more sweetness in my life. Now just notice what Naomi thinks about God. She's suffered terribly, but she still thinks God is real. Sometimes when people suffer, they decide God doesn't exist. But Naomi, she doesn't go that way. Sometimes when people suffer, they decide God must be one of two things. On the one hand, God is good, but he's not in control. He'd like to stop our suffering, but he can't. On the other hand, God is in control, but he's not good. He likes to make us suffer. That's how it goes. Either God is good or he's in control, but he can't be both. But Naomi, she doesn't go that way either. She knows God is in control of her suffering. You know, she says, the Lord, the Almighty, has made my life bitter. But she also knows God is good. Remember back in verse 8, she knows the Lord 
is the source of kindness, of covenant love. See, here's what Naomi thinks of God. God is real, God is in control, God is good, but he stopped being good to me. Ruth and Orpah, you might know the Lord's kindness in your future, but the Lord's kindness is gone from my life. Like Naomi says, end of verse 13, it's more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me. God is against me. And I think we need to have tons of sympathy for Naomi's who's, uh, who feel this way. Christians, who lives, Christians whose lives are so rubbish, they feel God is against them. Maybe someone here tonight. But in the midst of suffering, we can be so overwhelmed with grief and loss and our outlook becomes skewed. We can see only the bad. And Naomi couldn't see that standing right beside her was someone who just, just committed to be with her in life and in death and who God will use to bring about Naomi's complete restoration, a happier ending than she could hope for. There is hope. See, God's kindness is not gone from Naomi's life. It's coming to her through Ruth. Ruth is living, breathing proof that God is for her. He loves her. And Naomi's life is so rubbish, she doesn't see it. But that will not stop the Lord being immensely kind to her through Ruth. See, if tragedy strikes and we feel God is against us, there are two things God gives to reassure us. The first is Jesus. In Pilgrim's Progress, when giant despair locks people in his prison, they're trapped there for a while until they realize there's a key to open the door, the key of Christ's promise that if we're trusting in him, God is absolutely 100% for us. Life might be rubbish now, but he loves us, and our sins will not condemn us in the end. Jesus has paid for everyone on the cross. And not even death can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Don't despair. Look to Christ. And the second thing God gives to reassure us is Christ's people. When life goes wrong, maybe you can imagine thinking something like this. People at church love me, but God doesn't. You know, Christians, my fellow Christians, they're being kind to me. They're bringing around meals and sending me cards and having me over and things like that. But God isn't being kind to me. When the truth is, the kindness of Christ's people is the kindness of Christ himself expressed through them. Don't see it as the replacement for God's love for you. It's the overflow of God's love for you when Christians are kind. When we love one another, God's love is made complete in us. Ruth shows us how God makes tragedy into the backdrop for beautiful displays of kindness, of his kindness that will ripple out in amazing ways. So don't despair, and we'll see more of that 
next week. Let me say a prayer, and then we've got another song. Let's pray. Mm. Heavenly Father, life is hard, and we ask you for faith to trust that you are not only real and good and in control, but for us in Jesus. Please help us to look to him. Uh, please help us to know your love through the love of your people. And please, Lord, would you help us with an awareness of your kindness to us, to show kindness to others. Uh, it's amazing that Ruth's life was rubbish as well, and yet she showed such kindness to Naomi rather than just thinking of herself. So please help us, Lord, even when our lives are hard, to show your kind of covenant love to one another, we pray. I pray it for your glory. Amen. Amen. Well, musicians coming up for a final song.